now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome back to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning industry. I'm Justin. I'm back again here with Steve. And, um, you know, we had lots of show prep that just went out the window because we have some awesome and exciting news we want to share with you. And more importantly, what it means for financial advisors. Yes, there is some exciting news out uh, from MasterCard that we're going to talk about real quick. Uh, as kind of a backdrop here, I'm still wrestling with modern sound equipment. So I hopefully this podcast turns out a little bit better than the last ones. I, I apologize. I'm working on it. Uh, and again, uh, we're here on behalf of Planner Dow. So if you haven't joined or you're not part of the conversation, please come and join us. Um, we're just now handing out tokens. So again, that's 100 free tokens to anybody with an active CRD number. Um, come on in and see what we're doing. So Justin, let's transition into the news that just dropped the other day. So MasterCard has announced a major partnership that is going to allow them to um, offer crypto services to their banks and to their merchants. So MasterCard's been on the sidelines for this. Visa has definitely been very proactive in this space. Um, they are finally um, ready to, to dive straight into um, basically institutional adoption of crypto. So in addition to this being just a major win for the future of digital assets and digital transactions, Steve, what what are some of the main takeaways that help financial advisors think about news like this? This is one of those stories that it's hard to know what to do with as a financial planner because it's only kind of tangentially related to what we do with our clients and what we do with our businesses day to day. So when Fidelity makes a big announcement or, you know, our uh, Citigroup makes a big announcement, those are those affect us a little bit more. You know, when Schwab makes a big announcement in 2028, right, that's going to be a big deal. We're going <laughs> to know what to do with it then. Uh, Bob's really working on yeah, it right yeah. now as we speak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, they're probably still <laughs> trying to acquire Payne Weber or something right now. Who knows what they're doing? Uh, so, uh, but, you know, so Visa and MasterCard are just huge names in the industry. But, but you know, how does it affect our day to day? So sure, sure. My, like I have a Schwab Visa card. A lot of my clients do too. So does that, does that affect us? And, and, and so, you know, maybe not so much day-to-day -day for our clients it does but to know that these major major companies are committing to crypto is important to know so visa has made their strategy pretty clear um they're more focusing on infrastructure at this point so they're a they provide the back end for the coinbase visa card and for the crypto.com mm -hmm. visa card um mastercard i'm sure is as well they're going about it a little different way so a couple weeks back they acquired cypher trace which is kind of one of those undercover, let's analyze the blockchain, see what's going on, just fraud detection on the blockchain uh, type company, as far as I know. Um, and then this is more a rewards system. But but basically what's happening, if you're going to give rewards, basically anybody who wants those is going to have to have a crypto wallet. So again, mm -hmm. it's all about it's all about onboarding the end user into crypto. So I think we can kind of see different strategies from Visa and MasterCard here. Visa, more infrastructure, they're going to let Coinbase, they're going to let everybody else acquire the customers, and they will just be the infrastructure provider, whereas MasterCard appears to, to be going the route of having direct access to those consumers by opening up a wallet for them. Yeah, I think that that's a good segue into some of my key thoughts is MasterCard is focusing on onboarding millennials and uh, rewards and points and um, crypto rewards specifically 
are, are just a huge, um, huge niche for millennials. And so I think that there's a signal there of a strategy, like you're saying, of how to onboard and appeal to this next generation of clients, um, you know, for, for us. And then two, I think the interesting thing and in, in some of the, the, the stats that came out, I mean, MasterCard is, is really convinced that millennials are really interested in learning more about cryptocurrency. They, they said 77% of the people they surveyed are, are wanting to learn more about it. And in addition to that, 75% said they would actually use it more if they understood it better. So I see MasterCard trying to get inroads into this, this again, this, this um, giant class of people that everybody wants to work with um, in, in order to, to better serve them. You know, like I talked about, this is only kind of related to maybe our day to day with our clients. It, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder what happens if the first thing we have to figure out for our clients crypto wise isn't investing for most people. So right now mm -hmm. it's to Bitcoin futures ETF or not to Bitcoin futures ETF. You know, should you should you <laughs> right. even have a conversation with your clients? It's, it's very much from the asset class perspective. You know, from an asset class, should I buy or should I sell? And right now. You know, even advisors who aren't into it as deep as we are, are able to deflect that conversation. They have their talking points. They're all working their way through it. But what if it comes from a different angle? What if it comes from the payment angle? What if it comes, mm -hmm. hey, I have to open this crypto account where I can buy and sell crypto because now I can make these payments without fees. Or, you know, I did some crypto trading uh, on my own and now I need a whole new tax prep software that your firm doesn't understand or isn't compliant with. Or what happens when, you know, an innovative insurance company is now issuing, you know, term policies in, in an NFT form. So so the bigger yeah. question, Justin, I wonder if you have any thoughts. What hap what happens if it doesn't come from the asset class standpoint? You know, how are advisors going to deal with that? Yeah, I, I think that is that that's a phenomenal question because what it what it shows us is sometimes we can have our heads so far in the sand of our own little world that we we're, we're missing the broader context here and, and crypto i believe is, is an entire revolution and what what that means is is that that there are social and cultural and other movements beyond just the investment thesis that that are happening here and and one of them that we're seeing is the adoption of of digital payments and we've talked about this before in our stablecoin um, episode that you know you and I are both huge believers that stablecoins are truly the, the 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 tool to onboard um, more people into crypto than other investment framework and other, you know, treating it as, as, um, you know, an alternative asset class like that, that just doesn't fit most people. And, and I think that this is definitely, um, pointing in that direction that perhaps the, the way to start talking about crypto to people is in the form of payments, because it looks to be that this has actually been a, um, this is a huge victory for crypto as acceptance of a medium of payment. Yeah, you bring up a good point with the stable coins and, and that's that's its own topic for its own episode is, is <laughs> you know, it, it's the talk is, hey, should I do 5% into Bitcoin or 2% or none or wait for this? And, and that's that those are valid. Those are valid questions. But while we're waiting for the SEC to help us out there, we may end up with bigger questions like, okay, we can now safely and in an insured manner get people 4 to 5% on their cash. Right. It, all yeah. we have to do is get them on chain. And really, it's no more risky, you know, than a money market fund, you know, uh, which broke the buck in 2008. Right. Like the same. It's going to be the same insurance, the same process. 
what do we do there? Is a client going to need a wallet to grab an NFT so they can go to a conference or do something? And they say, yeah, they said I could open any wallet I want. What should I do? And they call you. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell them to go somewhere else? So they're now getting advice somewhere else. And again, these are hypotheticals, but but I, I think we end up in we might end up with this very real possibility that it's not do I Bitcoin or not? It's hey, I need functional use of this technology. Can you help me right. with this? And and I would like, you know, advisors, um, it'd be great if they're prepared for it. Yeah, and I think that this this strikes at the core of one of the the just the central values of the planner DAO, and that is, you know, you and I both believe that financial planners who are fiduciaries are the perfect um, teacher and educator for the space. Because right now, what, what, are, what are their options? I mean, wh where else are they getting this education from? MasterCard is saying, we would love to educate you. And oh, by the way, give you our you know, rewards and cards and, and onboard you ourselves. I think that this, is, this, this strikes at the, the DAO, the planner DAO, financial planners have a unique opportunity to educate in a once in a lifetime shift of payments and personal finance and investments. And maybe the investments will come, but maybe this is actually where we should be thinking about starting those conversations. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, so kind of the back and forth and the DAO of the Bitcoin ETF has been great. Um, but I think even more value is the token launch we just did because advisors mm -hmm. who are super familiar are going to have to, they're going to have to open up a MetaMask wallet and yeah. they're going to have to learn how to, you know, grab their public address and send it somewhere and receive tokens. And then, and then not to have, uh, anybody slightly new drop off, but then they're going to have to learn how to use another chain, you know, outside of Ethereum in order to go claim it. And yeah. these are very practical things um, that are going to, I mean, they're going to be having conversations with clients about this in under 12 months, whether they want to or not. And so it's not that, that it's not that we're intentionally, you know, building these skills for everybody. I'd love to claim that, you know, that level of, of foresight, unfortunately, no, or but, are we, or are we, there we go. But, but by, <laughs> but by going on the journey ourselves and all the advi advisors who have decided to join the DAO and do it, you are, you're going to build these skills and you're going to, you're going to have a wallet and you're going to be able to make transactions and you're going to grab an, an NFT and you're going to get a badge for participating in something and, and things that will be happening for your clients here shortly. So we talked about how perhaps a better way to start a conversation with a client um, isn't necessarily treating crypto as the speculative investment, but perhaps it's getting them comfortable with using crypto in more of their day-to-day -day life. Um, so if you're if you're wanting to to start a conversation and initiated a conversation with a client around this topic what what are some of the ways that you'd recommend um approaching it or let's say that they, they have a question about hey mastercard's going to do this how, how would you um, answer their question or, or direct them to um, some resources yeah that's a great question i think we're rapidly approaching the point where you don't have to initiate a conversation with clients about this yeah. at all it, it initiates itself after they after they walk through the door for the most part and, and especially advisors who aren't um, who don't feel their knowledge is up to speed yet, they're still working on it, uh, they probably get it brought up enough. They're not going out of their way mm -hmm. to initiate the, the, the conversation. And um, obviously you can get pointed to the usual references online, but but honestly, the best thing to do is to find out what your peers are doing. It, it, it's like it's like everything else. It's like anytime you, you go independent after you leave a firm, you need to build a new community. Well, it's kind of like with crypto, we all just went independent because your firm doesn't yeah. have structure or resources for this. 
Um, and, and I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but in general, so you need to go find your own community, your own support, your own people who has a nice mix of people who think like you and people who don't. And the DAO, the DAO is that place and to have these conversations and to just flat out ask people, and it doesn't have to be in a public post. It can be in a direct message. You know, there's in in addition to the two of us, you know, we can point you to 10 or 15 people there currently who will respond within a couple hours and are happy to engage in that conversation. So um, again, we will beat that drum of the DAO because this is where these conversations are happening. And in order to get beyond the asset class and and back yeah. to, right? And back to, hey, you know, what are my clients gonna be asking me? How do I keep them safe? How do I be this fiduciary resource for them? Uh, that's what we're figuring out right now. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I've often thought that crypto is a lifeboat to like an entirely new unexplored world. And that and that's really what some of this news starts to 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 make clear to me is we we are we are watching the beginning of digital payments with crypto rewards and everyone's going to have a, a wallet on their phone kind of stuff like that these are things that we've kind of thought about but it they're happening and you have an entirely massive demographic that is telling you they want it so this th- this wouldn't have worked 10 years ago with a bunch of you know baby boomers and I don't know what we are I guess we're gen xers um, some of us are yeah some of us are some of us have an identity crisis they don't really <laughs> know who they are because they were born in 1980 yeah it's tough for you but I digress the the the, the point is this is a, something to be a part of and something to get on the boat and just go. That's the only way you're going to figure out what the new world looks like is you got to get on the boat and you got to get across there and just experience it. So get your hands dirty. So we're here for you and we're here to have these conversations and we're here to answer these questions and engage. So show up to the DAO, claim your tokens, see what's going on and help us find out the the topics that your clients are talking about. And we'll try to tell you what our clients are talking about. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Again, um, we, we encourage you to be a part of planner DAO because that's where we can all learn together and again thanks for listening to the crypto for planners podcast the most interesting cfp in the world stay crypto my friends